So I'm super excited to let all of our listeners know that we have our first sponsor. And this is a big deal for me. It's a big deal in many ways. But the most important thing is that I wouldn't choose a sponsor that I didn't believe in. And our sponsor is Denny Tato. She is the president of Corporate Consciousness, and she uses a tool called the Enneagram. And if you don't know what the Enneagram is, it's an amazing assessment, and it really helps in building emotional intelligence. I've used it. My husband has used it. I've recommended it to teams and to clients. But it's not just the tool. It's really more than that. It's Denny. Denny has this innate ability to coach teams and individuals. I know this because I coach others too. So take it from me. She's pretty amazing. So if you want to develop your greatest asset, your employees, you're ready to take it to the next level, check out corpconsciousness.com. In order to be an artist, you have to tap into that artistry every day. So he went from giving advice to giving me action items to really work on. Failing. 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 I know. We talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. A blessing. your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. You know, here I am with Gary G. Horton. And Gary, uh, I know you on many facets, but artist, mm-hmm. businessman, mm-hmm. father. Father, husband. Husband. Yeah. Yeah. Community. Yeah. Community. Lover of Cincinnati. You are a lover of Cincinnati. Um, Renaissance man. Renaissance man. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gary got introduced to me through a really good friend. Shout out to Maggie. And I love Maggie, man. I love Maggie, too. <laughs> and he's also on the artworks board with me. Yep. So that's been really amazing for us to hang out that way. But before yeah. that, we met each other organically through Sea Change. Sea Change. You through, went through the program I was facilitating yeah. out at Camp Joy. Yeah, through it's the Cincinnati awesome. Chamber. That's right. And I met you, and it was just like your energy level matched my energy level. Yeah. I was like, and we were talking the disassessment. That's right. And um, What were you again? Expressive? I, um, my color was... No, not color. Remember, it was either D, I, S, or C. Not oh. expressive. I'm so sorry. I was thinking another one. Influence. Mm-hmm. Was it I? Nope. D? Driver? Nope. S? S. S. Yep. Yep. Visionary. Just kind of just full of life. Yeah. People person. That's me. I love that. That's me. Okay. So. That was a great thank you. plug to you. That Thanks. was a great session, by the way. Thank you. I think it was the best session we were we had really yeah oh thanks seriously i think it was good because um i'm all about like self-awareness and learning more about myself so to have um some technology that can kind of provide some insight that i don't typically get on how i'm naturally wired was really interesting because i was able to like not only see qualities in myself but qualities in my peers right I, i naturally assume but it was kind of confirmation. So it was it was cool to go through that. Good. And then it's supposed to give you like tolerance and acceptance yep. for them, what their strengths are, but what their shadows can be as well. So For sure. I'm so for happy. Sure. Yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. but let's let's really okay. talk about you cuz this is right, why we're it. here. Okay. It's amazing. Okay, so you're an artist, but mm-hmm. earlier before the episode you said I'm a self-taught artist. Yeah. Why did you feel the need to say self-taught there? 
I think um, it's important when you look at art in general because um, art is 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 often viewed, you know, as people look at your skill set, and most folks will say, oh, "Did you go to school? And how did you do that?" And I think for me, I, I pride myself on the fact that. I think my work is great. It is great. But the fact that I'm doing it without having the traditional form of education that most creatives or some creatives have is um it's interesting. But honestly when I think about that though, it's um I think it's just a sign of the times. Like we live in an age where technology drives everything. Right. It's nothing for a kid in Spain to get on YouTube and learn how to do what I do. Right. Yeah. So yeah. um so it's a shift going on. So So I what I think is interesting that. about you is that you 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 kind of like you use both sides of your brain. Yeah. Like your day job is mm-hmm. what? Executive recruiter. Yeah. So I'm in the corporate space by day and I'm yeah. interacting with C suite, executive level um, business men and women and talking about challenges as it relates to talent and their bottom line and business. So I'm using that left brain, mm-hmm. logical, you know. Um, form of thinking but then in the creative space it's a it's a literally it's a shift in consciousness okay so when you're doing that shift um do you this is going to sound super tactical but are you literally blocking time out like on weekends to shift over to that do you do it at night how do you manage that because that's very or is it a relaxation thing for you yeah that's a great question i think um I can I can feel the shift happening happening actually, um, but early on I had to devote separate time yeah. to really focus on my craft, and I'm busy. Right, my life is consumed of everybody else's time. Yes, whether it's you know my job, my day job, or whether it's when I get home, the kids, the kids, the family, the wife, like the responsibilities of everything else, right? Um, and I really looked at my day and said, how in the hell am I going to do what I love? Yeah. And, you know, uh, typically when I get home, I'm exhausted. Right. That's what I was thinking. So the best advice that I gave to myself was this, go to bed. I go to bed. But initially, I would go to bed and, you know, I'd put the kids to sleep yeah. and go to bed around 9 or 10. And what I would do was I would wake up around 4 o'clock really? in the morning, take a shower, set the tone by myself and really tap in and zone into this creative space. But when you think about it, you know, I would start my day doing what I love, creating, yeah. tapping into this energy source that just gave me so much life and gives me so much life. So early on, that it's was... It's almost meditative or prayer oh, for, sure, for you. For sure. And that was the formula. And I think, you know, most creators would appreciate this. In order to get into that space of creativity, you have to have some form of momentum. And I believe that nothing happens um, without some intentionality. Right. And I was intentional with setting time to say, you know what, if I believe in my skill set and where I want to go as a creative, I need to devote time that is going to be uninterrupted. (laughs) And that four o'clock to maybe seven o'clock slot was the moment for me to just get in the studio and grind. And uh, yeah, it's meditative for sure. Therapeutic. Um, So what was the tipping point when you realized that you needed to put time aside to actually do your artwork? Like, how did you learn that? Yeah, I think it came from, um, at first, I didn't really accept the fact that I was an artist. 
Why? Um, for so many different reasons, right? It was, um, it, it kind of goes back to this whole self-talk notion. There's a stigma. Yeah. Who's, a, who's truly an artist and who isn't? Do you need X amount of education in order to, to declare yourself an artist? And I was really struggling with that. Um, so it was this whole identity shift. But what really happened, the tipping point, was I started drawing and received a lot of love and support from my and friends. affirmations yeah. around it. And they were like, you're really good at this. Yeah, and it was, you know, sometimes I still, like, I scratch my head and I'm like, it, it, it's humbling yeah. to receive the love and, and the support, but... Um, Can we talk about the yeah. those... At, at, out when, I, when we're at Camp Joy, we talk about yeah. phantom rules mm-hmm. or, a, like, a limiting belief that mm-hmm. you had mm-hmm. around being an artist. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about that, those limiting beliefs that you had? And then, because I think there are a lot of people out there who would like to be an artist, but they, in their head, they're telling them, uh, my parents said you couldn't make money off of it, or I'm just not good enough. Or for you, it was, I didn't have the education around it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think the limiting beliefs comes from, in my case, lack of access, you know, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I'm from the inner city, grew up poor, and really didn't have access to the arts or what mm. or what it meant to be an artist. Or, or even, okay, I was great. I'm great as a as as an artist, as a six, seven-year-old kid. But how in the hell do I tap into that and make it a career? I had no access into that information. Yeah. So I think the belief, um, the struggle from a belief standpoint started early on. I, I didn't see a path to this life as an artist. It took me um, growing up, going through the things I went through throughout my adulthood to now be reconnected to this artistry and and see the path, but not only see the path, create a path Mm -hmm. based on my knowledge, based on how I just generally know how to navigate through life. So So I know people, I know people are probably going to say, all right, well, he just talked about he went through some stuff in yeah, childhood. Yeah, no doubt. No you doubt. want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, 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 Share yeah, that? yeah, yeah. So originally from Louisville, Kentucky, like I just said, um, four, uh, family of four, you know, two sisters and a younger brother. I'm the middle child. So I'm I, a middle child, too. Okay, so we have something in common. You know mm-hmm. what they say about us, right? Peacemakers. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Are you the—you can be the— you can either be the peacemaker or the problem child. I'm the peacemaker. What were you? I'm the peacemaker for sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, I think, you know, having siblings really shapes the way you see the world, right? Because growing up poor, yeah. in my case, yeah, you have somebody you can struggle with. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. not like you just by yourself. Um and you know, I went through I went through typical shit that a kid who grows up in poverty goes through yeah. lack of this a lack of that lack uh, of food lack of food lack of love in some cases you know lack of support lack of vision mm. a lot of lacks you know um but i will say this whole notion around um what's the term uh it takes a village yes is real in Did my case. Did you have a village? I, I, I manifested a village, I feel like. I've always been great with just attracting incredible people in my space. 
And early on, I felt like I've been doing that. Who gave us a Teachers, story. coaches, just random neighborhood. Who just like loved who you. Just, yeah, and who saw the goodness in in me and um, do you know, you took think, a shot. Do yeah. you, um, you use the word manifest, and I think that's a really interesting mm-hmm. term. And it, a lot of people are talking about manifesting right. today. Right. Do you, you're a good manifester. Yeah. You want to talk about yeah. how you do that? I think it comes back to, it goes back to the the term intentionality, right? I, well, intentionality in addition to having a vision, right? So if you can, the way I see this whole form or this notion of manifestation, I'm manifesting things, yep. comes from one, having a vision on what you really want and being intentional on attracting that in your space so you get really clear i'm guessing you have on to. what you want you have to all right give us an example of something that that's happened for you prime example yeah um so before i was in the executive talent space yes i spent almost a decade as a college women's basketball coach yeah so uh, we could have mentioned that at the yeah, beginning yeah we could have mentioned that but yeah, it's, it's okay it's water under the bridge now <laughs> um <laughs> Spent time coaching at Xavier, Furman University down in Greenville, and uh, in Louisville, University of Louisville, all women's basketball. Um, I was great at it. I was great with developing players and making relationships and motivating yeah. individuals to be their best selves. Um, and I was great at doing all of that work, but inside I was miserable. And really? I, it was just, I think it was just the nature of that business. It is a, whew, it is a very interesting. Competitive. Gal- yes. Yes. Cutthroat. Yes. 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 That's another episode. Yes. My friend. That is another episode for sure. Um, but I was miserable with that work and I needed an outlet. And I remember you, you bring up intentionality. I remember writing down in my journal, I would love to be an artist. And I wrote it down and and I took a step further and I said, okay, I would love to be an artist and, and have my work in galleries and just, and, and have it take off. I wrote it down literally at the end of my last season at Xavier. I think it was 2015. I wrote that shit down. I love that. And, um, and I think, you know, to the concept of manifesting it, I was intentional. I was clear with what I wanted. Yes. And. It began and to, it's happened. It began to attract itself to me. And I think the power of our word is very important. So you got to be careful what you say and what you ask for. Mm. Because, you know, if you're lucky, you might get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was listening to another woman's podcast, and she specifically was talking about that whole manifest- manifestation piece. And she said that when you start to have the intentionality, mm-hmm. that you will get some tests along the way Mm -hmm. and the test will either push you into getting clearer and focusing on it um or it could deter you yeah did you have any tests along the way oh for sure i'm constantly tested um i think tests are going to continue to they're always going to present themselves but i think for me um and this is just my formula, right? This is yeah, just how I function, right? Yeah. I think finding a form of alignment within yourself helps you to vet what is a good test and what is a bad test. Okay, let's talk. Let's unpack that. Okay. Let's, let's do talk it. about. Let's get deeper. I love this. Let's get deeper into that alignment. Yeah, no doubt. How do you know if it's aligned or not? And let's give an example. Yeah. Because so, I'm gonna share too. Okay. 
podcast stuff. So my dream is around the podcast okay, and getting to the point where I have enough, like I have a listenership goal. I've got a sponsorship goal. Um, but it has to be in alignment with, I believe it's got to be in alignment with my strengths and my gifts. For sure. Is that what you mean by sure. alignment? Uh, and what I mean that I agree with that 1000%. I'm saying from a strategy, from a tactical standpoint, finding alignment every day within yourself helps has helped me to be able to enable how to fucking pass this test that is presented to me and how how not to fail yeah <laughs> different tests and what i mean by that you know when i say strategy or something tactical yeah um going back to this waking up every day at four o'clock yes every day at four o'clock it's amazing I start my day in pure alignment with the 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 real me, the me, the me in which I feel like I was put on this earth to do, the creator. I, I tap into that, and not to get so out there, but no, I, I tap. No. I literally, Sarah, I tap into that every morning, and I feel like that gives me a form of clarity. It gives me. Um, a level of peace. Yeah. It helps me just kind of to stay grounded. Does it make your heart sing? It does. It does. So I always say, when I'm working on the podcast stuff, mm -hmm. and I don't do it every day, right? but it does make my heart sing. Yeah. I do it on yeah, Sundays. No doubt. And it's like the first thing I do on a, on every Sunday morning. Yeah. And I mean, we're recording through the right. week, but really that's when I focus my time. And I'm most excited about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are you saying from the standpoint of listening to the podcast, I actually no, interviewing it could be, someone? No, well, I love interviewing people. Mm -hmm. That makes my heart sing for mm -hmm. sure. But on Sundays, it's more around like the strategy and planning for yeah. the week. It can also be writing. Mm -hmm. I found that writing has been mm -hmm. really... I, I didn't think that I liked it before or I was good at it. I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm good at it, but I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, if if it's like a message that I really believe right. in. Right. No doubt. I, I think w this whole notion of alignment, it it's just different things for different people. For yeah. someone else, it might be prayer. Right. For another person, it might be yoga, or meditation, okay. or mindfulness in the morning. Yeah. For me, alignment is tapping into that creative g horton okay see and for that's... you it's tapping into that passion of working on this podcast yeah writing. or you know what it is actually it would be journaling yeah no doubt it would be the journal yeah no doubt and i'm not good at that but i i went to this time management course in chicago last week and this guy's like hey if you want to be a writer and that's that's your dream. Mm -hmm. Every single day you need to get up, yeah. which is totally different than what we're talking about with alignment. I know we're talking about more like connection with self, but he, he does what you do every day. Yeah. And he loves it. It's funny you say that and not to ramble or rant, but I am um, going back to this whole manifestation part of it. Um, saying that I wanted to be an artist is one thing, but yes. then paying attention to the signs are tested that are sent your way is very critical. And I say that for anybody who's in a space of uncertainty and trying to figure out how do they connect to that path, right? I think... Because I think people are always trying to figure out how they connect with the path. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And honestly, the path will find you. It always does. For me, it found me in different pockets, right? For me, 
I knew what I wanted and I was open. My heart was open. My head was open to receive it from different forms. Forms could be inspiration from seeing different art that's out there. Yeah. Another form could be from talking to someone or meeting someone. And I was really open in this transformation of self-discovery and I met someone and it was a local artist. His name is Patrick Penny. I'm going to give him a big shout out because I fucking love him. Um, I met him at Second Sunday on Main and he had a booth. He was set up and he had just moved to the region from uh, Brooklyn. And he had some incredible drawings. I mean, it was some abstract shit. And it was just, it just, it lit me up. And my wife was with me. We had our daughter um, who was an infant, tiny, cute little baby at the time. And I approached him and I was like, yo, this work is sick. And and I loved it so much that I bought two pieces. Really? And it was his first sale for the day. He was out there for hours. And I said, yo, I love your work. I'm trying to be an artist, man. I would love to just connect with you. And he was like, all right. So we met for coffee that next Saturday. Check it out. We met for coffee. I brought this little, <laughs> I brought this little shitty notebook with just some drawings. <laughs> and I thought it was like trash. And I, you know, I wanted to show him like, yo, I'm okay. <laughs> and I showed him um, the drawings and, and the love and support he gave me was what I was looking for. It was the validation yes. that I was looking for. He took it a step further and he said, Yo, man, you own to something. And I was just like, yeah, man, you shoot me the shit or whatever. Yeah. He said, man, let's stay in touch. You know what he did? What? He said, in order to be an artist, you have to tap into that artistry every day. So he went from giving advice to giving me action items to really work on. Yeah. He said, let's do this for 30 days. I just want you to draw, paint. And at the end of that day, just text me what you got. And he said, I'll do the same. And for a month, we were just like, we were strangers at this point. Yeah. We were going back and forth every night, just like, yo, this is what I work. This is what I just accomplished. This is what I'm working on today. And it was a constant dialogue of what I was working on. But not only was he teaching me good habits, but he was also holding me accountable. Yes. And again, I think it goes back to just being open. Open yourself up to what you really fucking want to do. Yeah. And go do it. And the universe will get out of your way. It'll just attract those beautiful people and those experiences to your space. And shout out to Patrick for that. Shout out for sure to for him. Sure. I love that example of Patrick because this whole concept of expansive or expanders Mm -hmm. for you. We all need those expanders. And I've talked about this in another podcast, Mm -hmm. but they're so critical, I think, from a neuroscience perspective mm-hmm. for our brain to see it. Because we, we've been hearing this over the last couple of years. Like, if you just believe it, <laughs> right. which I'm sorry, I've tried to believe stuff. Yeah. And it's so, it's yeah, like yeah, impossible. Yeah. But if I've got somebody who's done it before, who can say that I can do it, anything's possible. The second thing that I want to add to mm-hmm. that is, how do you incorporate, because I've been trying to incorporate the things that I love about the podcast. I've been trying to incorporate that into my day-to-day job mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's not just enough yeah. for me to do this at night or on the weekends. Yeah. And and what I incorporate is this whole concept of like inspiring people when they're at the crux of a change mm-hmm. or at a transition. And mm-hmm. so for me at work, what 
I find that resonates with me is when I'm coaching a new salesperson mm-hmm. who's nervous and scared mm-hmm. and feels like they're doing everything right, but mm-hmm. they just don't really have that hope or that inspiration. So how do you how do you bring it into your every day? Yeah, I think the 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 most important thing is you, you can't force it. You know, yeah. you just can't. You, it you just ha- happens organically. Yeah. Well, I think after time. Well, I'm going to speak specifically about my craft, right? So for those who don't who don't know my work, I do hyper-realism drawings. So, Sarah, I can look at you and yeah. draw a picture of you, and it'll look identical to the photograph. So it's realism wow. on steroids, right? Okay. Um, with that— Say what it's called again. Hyper, hyper- hyper-realism. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's an art form. It's um, cool. Yeah, it's incredible. Um with 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 this practice comes a process and i'm at a i've been doing it for the last two and a half years yeah and i'm at a i'm at a place now where i can i can articulate what my process is how do i get from step a to step z mm-hmm. and i can i can articulate that process step by step the question how do i incorporate that into my workspace i haven't quite found a regiment on how I can do hyper-realism in my work. But what I have found is a segue to connect my process, my creative process, into what I do in my nine-to-five job. And it could be something, just the way I approach it, or just, you know, I I always try to look for those intangibles in everything that I do and try to relate them. Do you know how else I think you do it is you are able to see people. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And you're able to see them when you create a piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. And you're able to see them when you connect them with mm-hmm. with a role. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And I think, you know, it's just, um, I haven't quite found that sweet spot yet, though. And I'm going to be transparent where yeah. I can literally see the crossover between both spaces. Um, I, I, going back to this whole notion of identity, I think I'm at the intersection of shifting through Rose as G. Horton, the artist, but also as Gary Horton, the talent consultant um, and recruiter. And um, and it's such a delicate space to be in because, you know, um, so much overlap. Yeah. And I'm so invested into the everydayness of it all. Yes. That I can't necessarily Do see what you Do you feel like see. you're going to have to give something up? No doubt. No doubt. That's a beautiful space to be. I yeah. think that's the space you want to be in. Because, it, it's yeah. that whole concept of, you know, if the caterpillar just stopped at being the caterpillar, nobody would see the beautiful butterfly. If the it's caterpillar evol- thought good was good enough. It's evolution. No one would see the beautiful yeah. butterfly. I, I believe in the prison and in, in, I believe in the notion that nothing is ever wasted. Right? Nothing is ever wasted. Mm. And And there's a season for everything. There's a season. And sometimes we have to allow ourselves to evolve as individuals um, in order to really see that and progress. Yeah. The, the, the hope would be at some point one side, uh, one side of this identity between G Horton and Gary Horton is going to take over. I'm rooting for one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm rooting for one. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they're rooting for yeah. the obvious one. But, right. you know, in the meantime, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to live it up. And I'm going to try to squeeze as much life out of each and Both. every moment. Yeah. As much as I can. So, for sure. So this concept of like 
the the transition piece. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that looks like yet? Because it could be multiple things. Like yeah. it could be you go full time into being an artist. Could it could be. be you. I mean, it, it's so yeah. multiple. Yeah, 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 Do you yeah. know yet? No. And no. I'm so excited though. Like it's funny. Like it's funny that we're talking today. But yeah, I'm so fucking excited about it because one of the things that I love about not just where I am personally, but where I where I'm at right now in the space, Cincinnati. Yeah. And it's so it's such a it's such a fucking great time to be alive in Cincinnati. Well, and you're part of a shift. A shift here. No doubt. So, listeners, some of you, I, I don't know if we didn't talk about this, but like, <laughs> um, gee, one of the things that you taught me is this whole concept around minority artists mm-hmm. that we really need yeah. to foster, yeah. encourage, educate. For sure. Right? For sure. And you're on the forefront of this. It's so like, much, you're bringing it's so, awareness man, to this. It's so much talent in the city. Um, it's so much fucking talent in the city. It is in, it is incredible, Sarah. I am not lying to you. And not just talent and creatives from like visual artists, but there's a there's a there's a a collective creative consciousness that's happening in our city. And a lot of those individuals look like me. Yeah. And a lot of them that I haven't yet met. I'm sure might not look like me, but I'm sure they're part of this whole wave, and I'm just excited with where it's heading. Okay, seriously. so how 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 do we become a part of that? When you say we, the city, the entire an, city, an individual. I think going back to your initial questions, we have to embrace the creativity. One, we have to acknowledge the diversity of the creativity and accept folks for who they are and where they come from mm-hmm. and what they can bring to the table. Yeah. And and let that be what it is. You know, we all have something to offer this city. And the moment we can push past our own mental blocks and barriers, that's the moment when this fucking city is going to thrive and become the hottest city. You are such a... You're such an ambassador for Cincinnati. <laughs> man, Cincinnati is like And some, you're not even from here. I'm originally. not. It's some good omens in Cincinnati, man. It's some and I I yeah, I I I believe that it is some good omens in this place. And um we're I think we're right on the brink of becoming like everything that everybody is every every everything that everybody sees. Yeah. We okay, just, so yeah. so I, I cut you off. So what no, what do we do? But How in, do we do in regards to the creatives? Yeah. We have to support them. I, I think. How do we support them? I think. I think the first thing is identifying who they are. How do we do that? I think it's um it's different platforms. Like, um, Blink is a great opportunity. Yeah. Right? Here's a here's a here's a a a large a major art focused event, and we're drawing attraction internationally now. Mm-hmm. Blink is on the fucking map, right? Yeah. And. With all of this spotlight, I think this is a great opportunity for our city to really identify not just talent that's diverse, but just talent across the board and say, how can we get them a platform where they can shine and really up uplift the city? Yeah. You know, and I think they're through identifying um, events where we can really, you know, attract them. I think. Um, Are there any other events? Because Blink won't be back for two years. Yeah. So um, what else? Any galleries? Any working spaces? Yeah, I know Art Arts Wave, and um, they just launched this whole Flow initiative, which is What's have that? you heard about that? No. 
And um, I think it, it's through um, Damian Hoskins, who's the VP of Impact at Artswave. Okay. He's one of the major um, leaders, leaders behind this. Uh, and it's really a focus on attracting talent, um, international talent, to come to Cincinnati and a focus on African-American artists. And this is multidisciplinary artists. We're talking musicians, visual artists. And it's called Flow. It's called Flow. It was a big announcement a couple of weeks ago. So I think there's different platforms. So look up yeah. Flow. Look up Flow. Blink is one. Um, the major, major, and this is one that I'm, I'm yeah, really close to. Yeah, that's what I want you to talk about. Cincy Nice. Uh, Cincy Nice is... Um, Wait, so, I don't know what Cincy Nice is. Cincy Nice is... Um, it's, a, it's a cultural hub where creatives from all walks of life can come and express themselves where is um, it so it was first launched during a week of blink and it was at um, switch lighting switch lighting Where's on that? fourth street it's on fourth in plum okay and oh okay yeah so it was Cincy um, nice since nice was a three-day arts takeover and you know um one of the Founders is William Thomas. He's one of the co-founders of, of Mortar, and yes. uh, and Lewis Wrightout, Austin, and it's a whole crew. Destiny Thomas. Okay. It's a whole crew of just creatives, and uh, they they thought it would be great to have a physical space in conjunction with Blink, where creatives can come and connect, yeah. engage, get inspired. Get inspired learn about the city and and really smart. yeah and really support efforts on attracting talent to stay here um the chamber was behind it they helped support it um eric avener and the hill foundation they helped support it it was a whole gang of people who saw the vision and came together so to i, say, I feel like happen. the other i'm gonna make another connection okay. here is it's, that your interest in attracting talent here is also strength that you give the city oh to. for sure I mean, it's from I an artist perspective. Yeah, and I think it goes back to your question around how do I, com how do I bring both the artist and the talent person to mm -hmm. life? Again, you you see things I see that I it. don't see, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. How can I, as an artist, how can I use my influence, my influence, skills yeah, as a as and your a, connections, yeah, and my connections to really elevate voices that don't typically get a voice, and then so Cincy Nice is another one, yeah. Art Artworks is another Artworks platform is where one. we can we can really engage um, our creative community, yeah. yes, right before they bubble up. So I want you to close with this. Okay. Um, so rewind. Okay. And you're 13. What would you tell your 13 year old self about? the importance of art in your life? Oh, geez. I think I will, I will look my 13-year-old self in the eyes and say, I will say these words, dog, don't give up. Don't stop. Don't give up. The path will find you. It will. Just like don't, don't, and to elaborate on that, don't allow the narratives or the outside noise to shape a, an identity for yourself that isn't true and don't give up on who you are and who you believe in because the path will find you. Gee, I think that's a perfect closing. And I think for our listeners out there who like are thinking, gosh, I really love this work, mm -hmm. but they've got that phantom rule or that limiting belief that's holding them back. Mm -hmm. Do not let that get in your way. Mm -hmm. Right? No doubt. 
Because this is what you were born to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you were born to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if you neglect that voice, it's going to find different ways to come back, right? Yeah. It might come back in a different form. And at that point, you might be exhausted or distracted in other ways. Just stay true. And life is tough, you know? Life is tough. Yeah. We're responsible for a lot of different things. But if anything, find time to invest into yourself. Because everybody, no one else will do yeah, it. no one else will. And also, the way life is set up, in so many, for so many people, everybody else owns their time. Yeah, fucking find time for yourself. Fucking find time for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love yeah. you. You're the best. Love you too. Gee, that was a perfect ending. But I forgot to ask, where can people find you? Yes, yes. So I'm I'm active on Instagram for all of the Instagrammers. Yes, out there which will the tag world. you in this post. I would but tell them anyway. That. My Instagram handle is G Horton Art, and it's spelling it's, out yeah. G with two E, so that's G E E underscore Horton, like Horton. Here's a who. H O R T O N. So G Horton Art. So that's my Instagram handle. You can also go on my website, ghorton.com. You can see work there. If you're interested in, you know, reaching out and connecting, you can connect with me on that platform as well. So just so you know, I did look at your website before this and a couple of times before, and I want to talk to you about a piece of okay. artwork that I want. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. In order to keep the show going and growing, we need the help of great advertisers. But we want to make sure these partners are people you actually want to hear from. So we need to learn a little bit more about you. Please go to failforwardpod.com backslash survey and take an anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. Again, that's failforwardpod.com backslash survey. I want to thank our sponsor, Corporate Consciousness, and everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Fail Forward Pod. Mm-hmm.